Hey, welcome to the Joy Girl Podcast. My name is Dara Avery Trainer, and I am so excited about our guest today. His name is Nick Guerra, and he is very funny. We talk about everything from popcorn to saying yes to opportunities to celebrating victories and helping others along the way. So Nick Guerra is definitely a comedian that will catch you off guard, but in a good way. His comedy has been described by his fans as a hilarious soul-cleansing experience, a stand-up comedian that wants people to not only enjoy enjoy a show, but leave enjoying life in general. Nick has been featured on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, has a dry bar comedy special, Enjoy Life, and an HBO half hour comedy special, Love Me At My Worst. He made his TV debut on Comedy Central show, Stand Up Revolution with Gabriel Iglesias, AKA Fluffy, and was a fan favorite on NBC's Last Comic Standing. Will you please help me welcome the very funny, the very talented Nick Guerra. So let's dive in with the yeah. question that I love to ask everyone, and that is name one thing that brings you joy. So what brings me joy? This is one thing. You can only so name. Yeah, no, you can name more than one if you can. All right. Can't. Well, I'll tell You're you one, one major thing that brings me joy. Uh, my my girlfriend, the, the, the woman I'm in love with, uh, makes me popcorn every now and then on the stove. Ooh. And it's a healthy little snack. <laughs> And she knows that I love it. And she, she asked me, do you want some? And it gets me all excited. And uh, like that's instant joy for me. Wow. Just I having love that it. little snack prepared and knowing that she, of course, I'm going to say yes. Yeah. She'll ask. Yeah. Right. Do you want some pop? Yes, of course <laughs> I do. You don't have to ask. But she asks all the time and always gets it prepared. And uh, it's just nice to have. You know? I love that. I love yeah. that your answer is about people and particularly someone you love and yeah. popcorn. Yeah, popcorn. Who doesn't yeah. like popcorn? I exactly. If you don't like popcorn, I don't think you're trustworthy. No. I hate no. to say that, but popcorn's the best. Popcorn's Like fun. watching a movie without popcorn just feels wrong. It feels weird. It yeah. does. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's no joy in it. And I wonder if it's because <laughs> I worked at a movie theater. Oh, well, I <laughs> that's why. But no, you know what? I, you know no. what? I've always liked popcorn. I'll argue maybe the smell after a while you would not like popcorn yeah but the fact you still love popcorn it popcorn's a that means that it, mean, that's joy it transcends uh your entire life you know popcorn brings a lot of joy honestly i remember <laughs> being very happy knowing the exact time on my microwave for the perfect pop oh you've got it down to a science yeah, i did yeah i haven't done it since because we cook it now on the stove all right all right but when i was a kid uh -huh. i was like yeah don't worry i'll get it ready and i wow. get the packaging ready and quite I put the it chef in there. yeah so <laughs> it was nice it was nice to have that little accomplishment maybe that's why i have such a an affinity for popcorn it's it's like a confidence thing yeah You're like i know i can i can, I can deliver this. good pop exactly popcorn. and i think people that can deliver it love to deliver it there They're you go like, oh don't worry i get I it i got it handled i get it i yeah. get it all right so for those who may be watching or listening that don't know your story so i know that's we're not going to cover it all don't worry I'm not gonna put <laughs> well, you on the spot. i started as a young baby uh, there you go but like backing up what made you want to become a comedian you know, I, I uh, so to be a comedian, I think I always liked making people laugh. Mm -hmm. That's where we start at. Okay. And I only know that because my uh, my mother had told me that every time my friends were over, she'd always just hear us laughing. Oh. And uh, there's a, a I, I forget if it's Seinfeld's documentary comedian or, or if it was an interview where he talked about how, you know, everybody was funny when you were a kid. 
Okay. You know, everyone around you was always funny because people ask comedians, were you the funny one? And it, his answer was, everyone was funny. Okay. And that's how I felt. Yeah. And yeah. then I kind of looked back on it, listened to my mom's answer. I was like, or maybe I was the funny one. <laughs> and they were just laughing. And so yeah. we were having a good time. Yeah. And I just thought like, oh, we're all in a group doing this. But you were the one but I was creating the, the all one the laughter. Creating the funny. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. But I remember everybody else being funny. You right. Know? Right. Uh, so it starts there. Enjoying to make people laugh. But to be a stand-up comic, I think what what really was the uh, the vampire bite in the neck was I finally found uh, a place to belong when I went to the first open mic and mm-hmm. met uh, other people that thought like this. Wow! And that, I think that's what made me want to be a stand-up was I was like, I I feel good here with these people. Right. And I don't know if it's because we think the same way. Okay. We all like to kind of make each other laugh. Or we like to explore, you know, all types of jokes and humor and stuff like that, which you don't find in other areas. True. True. You know, any anything you love, you're you're better off finding the people that also are into it just to kind of talk shop. I, I love it. So then fast forward and you've decided, okay, I'm pursuing this. This is what I'm going to do with or without support. Perhaps what was the first step you took? That was a risk, something brave you did that you're like, okay, this is me being 100% in to this craft. This is what I want to do. Getting fired. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All so right. I had the choice. All right. All right. Uh, I was going on the road with a comedian who was also from Texas. Okay. Uh, and, you know, the way I hooked up with this comedian, the manager of the improv at the time, All right. his name's Sean Trainer. Uh-huh. I he, think uh, I know him. Do you know him? <laughs> Maybe had, a little. He I had called me up and okay. he said, hey, this guy's looking for somebody to go down to McCown, Texas, do a show. And I'm from there. So I said, I'll okay. do it. I have no problem. All right. So then the guy started using me more. Mm-hmm. Well... He was booked at the Houston Improv, uh-huh. right? And uh, he wanted me to work there, but I was working my regular job. Okay. And the weekend started on Friday, so it would be like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday show. All right. Mm-hmm. And I went up to my boss and said, who knew I was a comic, right. who employed comedians. Okay. And I said, hey, I I, uh, I got this gig. Uh-huh. Can I take off on Friday so I can go do this gig? It's right. with the Houston Improv. And the boss sat me down. He's like, you know, here's the thing about stand-up comedy. Uh-huh. It, it might take 10 years for you to ever make it. So why? Right. You know, he was trying to talk me out of doing the gig. And right, Just right. coming into work. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, no. Right? No, yeah. So I did call the headliner, and I was like, I can't get off of work. Oh. Right? Uh-huh. But he had called Sean. Sean uh-huh. had worked it out with the improv okay. to get me in. All right. And I was like, well, I can't upset yeah. The improv, because they might not work me again. Right, like, I might right. burn myself here. <laughs> so I set it up to leave, knowing uh-huh. that I was going to be in trouble. Okay. And uh, my f- coworker called me and said, hey, your name is now off the schedule. Uh-huh. And I was like the manager of the office. Oh, wow. Yeah, so okay. I wasn't like a small position. No, no, no. I like, this was a big schedule. deal to decide, yeah. like, what am I going to do here? What am I going to do? Because yeah. that's that fear of, like... Am I going to let go? Am I going to risk just being right. fired? Right. Yeah, you know? exactly. And uh, that was the the big step up, like allowing myself to just just. All right. I'm going to be fired. Yeah. Let's go do the gig. Yeah. I yeah. love it. And, you know, I think a lot of times those steps of bravery, they pay off in the end. Maybe not always how we see it. You know, yeah. like sometimes you're like, oh, did I make a mistake? But ultimately, I think being brave and pursuing what you love 
like you're gonna get joy as a result even yeah. if it takes you down a weird path because it's like i think that's just part of getting out of your comfort zone and going for what what you want going you for know what you love and yeah i was i'll tell you what made me do it okay um <laughs> So I was uh, talking to a comedian and he tried to give me a tough talk. The, the same guy, the headliner. Oh, okay. Like uh, to trying to talk you out of. No, no, no. To like, oh, you want to do stand up comedy? Right, right, right. right? Yeah. So his big thing was like, hey, man, you know, it takes years to put this in. You got to right. be willing to at least put five years yeah. just being on the road. Mm -hmm. And I looked at him. I was like, I've already put five years into jobs I hate. You know what? Exactly. That's huh? such a good perspective. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, well. I'm going to have to put time in somewhere. Yeah. I want to put it in on something that I enjoy. That I enjoy. Yep. Exactly. Yep. And the so payoff will come. Choice. Yep. I love it. All right. So I'm totally going off script here, but um, confidence is something that I talk a lot about in my book because I, I don't think you can really have joy. It's very if confident you don't like to you to go off the script. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, I thank you for that one. Sorry. But sorry. No, you're good. You're good. So I, I feel like if you don't have confidence, you're not going to be joyful because you don't like who you are. And I think yeah. you got to start there. Like so many people want other people to come along and make them better, but you got to, you got to work on yourself. You got to be confident. And obviously with what you do, it takes a lot of confidence because you're putting yourself out there. And like we kind of were discussing before um, we started, this is that everybody has a different sense of humor. And so it's hard to please everyone. And at the end of the day, I feel like you've got to be confident in what you bring to the table and who you are. So how, how do you how do you live that out? Like, what does confidence look like for you? Is there someone who's helped you along the way or what? Mm. Yeah. So tell mm. me a little bit about like, do what you do know, you do to get yourself confident before a show? Do you know the Wu-Tang Clan? <laughs> they're very, wow. I did they, not think we were going to go there. I read a lot of there. their books and they, <laughs> they're very confident men and I like their, their philosophy. Well, you know, I actually read a lot of like artist biographies. So that's where I find some little bits of confidence and things like that. Okay. All right. Um, I think as I've progressed, the confidence has taken different forms. Okay. So in the beginning, the first confidence was like, I am confident that I want to be on stage. I want to do this. All right. You know, and, and I'm going to give it my all to make it work. So the confidence was like, I'm going to just get on stage and do whatever I can to make people laugh. Love it. And then the confidence came of like, okay, now I know I can make them laugh. So the shape was, so now I think I, now I, I think I can walk up there and actually live in my confidence more mm -hmm. because I was just showcasing confidence. Right, right, right. You Fake know? it till you make it. Fake it yeah. till you make it. Hey, okay, it's true. Yeah. yeah. And now I'll, I'll be on stage, you know, 15 years in where I'm just like, uh huh. yeah. So it's yeah. the confidence. Like, I know I'm doing a good job. Yeah. I know I'm good at what I do. And if you don't like it, that's on you. Right. Right. <laughs> so that's the, the new confidence where you're kind of like, look, audience. Right. Right. I know that this works. Yeah. And I've done this thousands of times. Right. So if you don't like it, mm -hmm. you're ruining your own night. You're wrong. <laughs> yeah, you're wrong. And you're it's wrong. a different type of confidence where it's like, I'm right. You're wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like it. I think there's so much truth to that. I think. You can't apologize for who you are, or no. how you see the world. And that's what you bring every time you go up is, is your perspective on that. Yeah. And yeah, you're yeah. really funny. So that also really helps. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and at a certain point, you just know, like, I know what I'm going to do. It's, it's, it's very much like, have you ever put on Hitman movies or movies with The Rock where, oh, I, I hate doing this? Like, what was the one that he did with, um, oh, I forget what it was called, where he had to go find 
uh, Sean Astin, I think, is the guy's name. No, it may not be. I He's think we watched like totally Pie. different. All shows. right, never mind. Yeah, maybe it, was, it wasn't Sean Astin. Have you seen Gossip Girl? Have no, you seen it? Well, okay, so Gossip Girl, oh, the confidence uh, of having a blog, yeah. and saying I'm going to gossip on these people. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go with the fashion angle, but yeah, 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 yeah that yeah, works yeah. too. That works too. Well, it's that idea of like I know how to do this job, and you know, right, right, you know, I'm going to do it perfect. Yeah, you yeah, know, I'm going to John Wick this. You I know like it. Okay. Okay, I do know. There you go. There we go. Yeah. Now, yes. So, okay. So one of the things I talk about in my book is about this concept of tribe, this idea that kind of everybody who is in your circle, they contribute to who you become and you need people. Like, I think we all know that whether it's just through connections or through your circle, they, they're there for you thick and thin. So is name one person that's just like always been there for you that you would consider maybe you've never called it your tribe. Even in my career. Even in your career. Well, you are the average of the five people you hang out with the most. That is true. Right? I believe it. Uh, my tribe, it does consist of different people. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's, it was great to have my mother on my side. Okay. That was a big one. Mm-hmm. And she's been very much uh, supportive of me. That's she's awesome. come to probably more shows than anybody else. That's cool. Uh, I took her to the Tonight Show when I did it. And yeah, she had a good time. So it was nice having my mother uh, be that part of the tribe. Very supportive. Very yeah. much willing to, to, you're doing it. Yeah. Right? Not really question it. Although, still as a mom, she will every now and then. Yeah, that's a, yeah. Uh, but other than that... There's this one guy that that uh, Steve Hallis, uh-huh. a buddy of mine. Okay. He came. He started in Dallas too, and he's just a little. He's older than me, uh-huh. and he has a different type of wisdom. Okay. And uh, he'll correct me on little things like, "Oh, I'm saying this word wrong," or mm-hmm. he'll give me the confidence of like having that that older older mindset that is doing the exact same thing you're you've done got it uh-huh and uh doesn't like criticize you doesn't like make yeah. fun of you for what you do but is willing to be like hey let me just correct this a little bit yeah you like a, a mentor really yeah yeah in a That's weird awesome. way a mentor you know hmm. and uh but he wouldn't call himself that that's okay. the thing is that he would never say well i mentor nick he'd never no. say that no not at all huh he's just a friend that i trust uh, in the sense of like, there's nothing that he's, there's no motive behind it. Ah, gotcha. It's just like, let me, let me give you this little piece of info. Let mm-hmm. me correct you on this. Mm-hmm. Let me send you down this right path hmm. kind of thing. Those you know? are the best kind of people. Yeah. Especially when they don't have an agenda. They're just, yeah, they're just no rooting agenda, for you. Just they're, there. they're on your team. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he'd probably be a good, a, a good point man for me. I like it. Yeah. Shout out to him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So speaking of small wins, so I have this concept where I believe sometimes we set the bar so high for ourselves that we can't accomplish anything. Then we get down on ourselves, and then it becomes kind of this cycle of we forget to celebrate anything good happening. And then we have a lack of joy because we don't feel we're accomplishing enough. I don't know. And this is something I definitely like struggle with is I I want to always be accomplishing things. And I think performers are often that way where they need to know their next big gig or the next thing they're doing, the next level they can achieve. But I believe it all starts with small wins. That that one little thing that then pivots to something bigger and bigger and becomes kind of a domino effect. So can you talk about a small win that you experienced that maybe led to something bigger? 
but it started with something that just was an opportunity that you took and maybe didn't realize where it would lead. An opportunity that I took that I didn't realize where it would lead mm. was so many. Uh, okay. You know, <laughs> the McAllen gig, that was an opportunity that took me on the road. Right, and right. And shaped me to be a, a, a comic. Didn't know it was going to take me to, to, you know, touring in Florida, touring all over Texas, all over California. Eventually led me to California. Mm-hmm. I, I, I guess I'll say this. Okay. Because uh, I have a few, but this one's the reason that I'm out in California. Uh, I did an open mic at the Arlington uh, Club, mm-hmm. and the headliner for that weekend was Gene Pompa, mm-hmm. right? And okay. Gene's uh, been in the game a little bit longer. I didn't know Gene, mm-hmm. but I guess I hung out with him that night, mm-hmm. right? Okay. And this probably happened in 2006, okay. 2006, seven. And then uh, on MySpace in 2009, so MySpace was already on its way out. Yeah. All right. All right. I get a message from Gene. Uh-huh. Hey, uh, do you uh, ever want to come to California to do a, a gig? I can offer you a gig, you know, for like uh, 75 bucks. And I'll try to find another for you. But if you come out here, I want to talk to you about an opportunity. Okay. And uh, I luckily had a family member that worked for Southwest okay. that had buddy passes. And would, nice. I would just pay them. Yeah, yeah. And it was going to cost me 150 bucks. Just to get out. To get out there, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So I was mm-hmm. like, sure, I'll do it, you know, knowing I was going to lose money, which in your career early on, you don't want to lose any money. Right. A lot of people say no mm-hmm. because they're like, they're, I don't even want to lose 20 bucks, hmm. you know, which is a mindset that you have to get out of right. in order to accomplish anything. Agreed. But I was fine with it. I was like, okay. yeah, sure, I'll lose some money. I'll come out there. So mm-hmm. I flew out there and he's like, hey, it's so great to have you. Uh, I remember you from back back at that open mic that you're a great comic. Wow. Uh, I'm filming this special with this these people where I'm going to host. It's going to be four comedians. And the comedians were Felipe Esparza, uh, Cristela Alonzo, mm-hmm. me, and Ty Rivera, right? All right, yeah. And I'm going to put it together. Names. Yeah, some <laughs> names. I'm going to put it together and uh, hopefully shop it around and... It was between you and the uh, another comedian, and the other comedian was based in L.A. Mm-hmm. And uh, whichever one of you showed up was going to get the the thing. Wow! All right. So the guy based in L.A. didn't even want to get in a car and he, oh to go have this meeting. Uh, and I got on a plane. Right. You right. You know, and it's, so it's like this small win. Yeah. I end up doing it. The special never comes out, thankfully, because it was very. <laughs> I wouldn't have wanted out. All right. There all right. You go. Uh, but because of that is is the reason that I got to LA where it's like, okay, now I'm planting my flag here and I'm gonna nice. exist in this this place. Yeah, so you just never know. Never like, know. Yeah. Yeah. So say yes to as many things that make sense or even sometimes when you're on the fence, like Yeah. Well, I brave. live by the rule of say yes until you can afford to say no. Okay, I like that. You know, That's good advice. Let's just put it that way. Oh, you're the winning. winning. Oh, you're winning. small victories. And you've got Here small you go. victories. All right. All right. You got Celebrate another one? every victory. Celebrate. That's yes. what I tell everybody. That's I, what I've been telling comedians recently. <laughs> every little victory. You have to. You have to. You have to find reasons to eat cake. Yeah. And you've the thing is this, is that you have to get the cake yourself. Right? I, oh, you're good. So you're good. Eddie Murphy, uh-huh. huge star at 21, uh-huh. threw his own birthday parties. You know, mm-hmm. nobody threw it for him. Right. He threw his own birthday party. Right. You have to celebrate yourself. I agree. Right. I agree. Uh, I love it. 
Joey Diaz. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. He's the one that kind of gave me this idea. Okay. So I did a road road gig with him in Odessa, Texas, <laughs> in a random barn that turned out to be a meth house later on. Oh, all and right. I, yeah, that's the small, kind of gigs we do. I don't know, small win, <laughs> questionable. You get paid in qua- you get paid in cash. You get paid in cash, <laughs> okay. which is a different quash. Uh, you get paid in cash, right? So uh, yeah. He told me he's like, because he was on Spider-Man too, the Tobey Maguire mm-hmm, one. Mm-hmm. And he played the subway hero who stood up for Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And he said, man, I should have thrown a party. Even though it was a small part, I should uh-huh. have just celebrated it. Yeah, because yeah. Because when people see you celebrating your accomplishments, mm-hmm. all they want to do is bring you more. Yep. They want to yep. succeed with you. They exactly. Wanna, yeah. Exactly. So I learned, like, yeah, you need to celebrate every win. Plus, it, mm-hmm. it's all a win. Right. Yeah. Right. And and I think there's something to be said about saying, if I accomplish this little thing, this is going to be, for lack of a better word, my prize. Like, I'm going to go ahead and set, like, I, I do this, whatever it is in life, you know, and and then to have fun in that because it does – it does create energy to go out and then do more of those type of things. But yeah. you have to be sometimes champion yourself. Yeah, you know, you, you can't expect to. somebody else to do it for you. You have to Kanye this, this <laughs> life. He completely believes himself. You, you know? know? Yeah. That we, can, we can all learn something from someone. There you exactly. go. Exactly. There we go. That's, that's, that's good advice. I mean, this advice. is a little win. Yeah. The, all the things that I did in my career. Yeah. It led to this. Oh, that's very kind. Yeah. That's very kind. This You're is another little win. I love it. I love it. Well, I feel If anything, way. I got free coffee. You know? <laughs> and who doesn't love a good Starbucks coffee? And, and that's a win. All right. So I'm going to ask you a deep question. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad you're you're prepared with the coffee. Yeah. So when I was starting this project, I was writing on all these different concepts and I like to be really upbeat. And then I just kind of had this sense that I needed to tap into pain, which doesn't at first glance make a lot of sense because I'm supposed to be helping people have joy. But, you know, it doesn't take long to live in life to realize that you're going to be confronted with pain or, you know, even in the in the comedy industry world, there's so many people that make people laugh for a living, but deal with mental illness and they deal with depression and they deal with kind of these this darker side. And we all have things in our life that are tough. And so I feel like it's not doing anyone justice to not go there and say, can you have joy even through difficult seasons, even through times when you experience pain. So the question for you is, how do you find joy when you're in a difficult season in your life? Like, what do you do to create that for yourself? I reflect on on what I do or what I've done. Okay. And uh, I also remind myself that everything I've accomplished was not supposed to happen. Hmm. In the grand scheme of things, mm-hmm. you know, especially with stand-up comedy. Right. It's a career that uh, it's not supposed to exist. <laughs> you know, it, there's no real reason for it. Hmm. Uh, there's no career path. There's no college courses. I mean, maybe there's one now where they're claiming to study stand-up. Right. But they study it. Right, you right. Know? So I remind myself, I'm like, anything that I've done uh-huh. technically was never supposed to happen. It's a gift. It's a gift. Right. And that's what gets me through that. I love the, that. Yeah. I love like, that. Yes, it's, there, is, there is pain in, in this, but it's a good pain. Hmm. Uh, Cypress Hill put out a song called Rockstar. Mm-hmm. And in one of the snippets. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like in it. In one of the snippets, they're talking about the career. You know, they're, uh-huh. t- they're like, yeah, you know, uh, it's a fun job, but it's still a job. Uh-huh. I reverse that. Okay. 
I'm like, it's a job, but it's a fun job, mm. you know, and uh, and I enjoy doing it. So that's right. how I live through it. Right. You know, it's and it's just simply flipping, hmm. flipping it. You know, I like it. I like yeah, that. That's I, all it takes. It's cheesy to say like laughter is the best medicine. But I do think what you're privileged really to get to do is you even when somebody is in pain, they can escape from that for a little bit and they can laugh and they can enjoy their life and they can yeah. be a part of something that feels like they can just for a second breathe. And I think comedy allows people to just laugh and just say, OK, maybe things aren't as bad as I think. Yeah, and you get to give the gift of that. So I, you know, here it's a I payoff am. in two ways. Yeah. 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 The, as as the so. performer, it's the payoff of like, oh, wow, what I'm what I'm saying is connecting. Right. And and that's all we want to do as humans is connect right. with other humans. Very and, true. Uh, you know, the more people can talk to each other, the more they might connect. Right. So it's immediate endorphin explosion of like, I am connecting. Yes. These yes. thoughts that were stuck in my head that right. I didn't know if they were peculiar thoughts are making people laugh. Right. Great. Yeah. And then the other side is for, for the audience, the surprise of like, Oh, that was fun to hear. Mm -hmm. Oh, that was, that was a funny little thing to, to kind of laugh at. Right. Uh, and there's a lot of people that, that go to stand up comedy to kind of have those, those free in moments. And I have to remind myself that sometimes you'll see a face in the crowd hmm. where it doesn't look like they're enjoying the show, hmm. but they are, they just don't, express it out loud right you know and i know that because when i watch comedy i don't laugh uh, you know? you're a hard critic yeah, yeah, no, yeah. i'm not a hard critic no, no. i'm an analyzer ah okay. and there's a lot of people that analyze and they're they're engineering what you're doing the, and they're ah. figuring it out and they're putting it together their mind just works in different ways some people are going through a tough time where they're enjoying it uh -huh. they're just you know they're just enjoying it and then there's the ones that allow the explosion of laughter to happen right right you know but it's nothing about criticism ah. there might be a few critics in there mm -hmm. but you can't focus on them right right you know right it's like once again i know this works uh -huh. you're choosing not to enjoy it right that's on you it's you you're confident you know yeah, you it's know. not on me yeah everyone else is having fun yeah right but some of the the best moments in this career are when you do know that someone's going through something uh -huh. and you've lifted them up so and i've had a few okay uh, but a big one was i was on a I was doing a, a show where the promoter said, uh, there's a Make-A-Wish child here oh. who's, you know, going to mm -hmm. be watching the show. I was like, okay, great. Uh -huh. So I'm having fun. And every now and then I'll do crowd work. And it was an all-ages show. There was tons of kids, uh -huh. right? And uh, making them laugh. The key to, like, making all-ages show works is that mm -hmm. you have to have – you got to get the parents to be comfortable first. Oh, I see. Okay. Because they have to let go right. so that the, both sides can enjoy it, mm -hmm. right? So I'm doing crowd work, picking on the kids, having a good time. There's one table of family that I'm picking on and uh, just going from family to family. Then after the show, they're like, oh, do you want to meet the kid? I was like, oh, great. Yeah, I'll meet him. You know, it's, he's a big fan of stand-up. He just wanted to see a stand-up show. It's like, okay. It was one of the kids that I was making fun of, like the main one, mm. you know? And his dad was just like, you made it our entire night, right? Aww. You You completely... This is a it was a big trip for them. Mm -hmm. It's like this is the first night of our trip and nothing's going to compare wow. to this. So that moment kind of like, you know, makes you feel yeah. the reality of, of, of bringing joy and bringing humor. Wow. And he came up to me like three other times oh. throughout that trip. Like you made our whole trip. So I want to let you know. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that is so cool. I mean, yeah. that is 
that's something that sticks with you and yeah. reminds you, I think, too, when you're down or you're like, it's like, oh, I remember that moment. I know what I do really matters. And it really yeah. does bring people to a, a happier place than maybe where, when they came in. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a really cool story. All yeah. right. Last question that I ask everyone. And that is what advice would you give to someone who's watching or listening and they're wanting more joy? What would you say to them? How should they go about getting more joy? Other than, of course, reading the book. But yeah, your perspective, well, read Nick. the book. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely read. Definitely, yeah. Reading yeah. brings joy. Reading does bring joy uh, for some. <laughs> you know, learning, learning brings joy. I mean, that's a big thing. You know, learning definitely, opening your mind will bring joy. The more that you allow your own unanswered questions, things that you didn't even know needed to be answered to be answered, uh -huh. whether through learning or experience or this and that, yeah. the more joy you'll feel in the world because you're like, okay, I don't feel so alone. Mm -hmm. And uh, know that you're not alone. That's mm -hmm. a big thing. You know, as unique as we are, mm -hmm. we're not. Mm -hmm. And it's okay. <laughs> right. Because when you understand that you're not alone, you're not unique in your problems, you can go find that little group uh -huh. that somehow connects to you right. whether it's through making knives <laughs> yeah. or making jokes <laughs> you can find the joy out there of a group that connects to you and that makes you feel open yeah and then you know we've kind of talked about it celebrate your victories this is what i do on stage i tell people i'm like yeah. celebrate everything celebrate, celebrate your victories um it. and the, you know Make popcorn. <laughs> How about I love that? it. I was, I was like, this is the, this is Make the home run. This is gonna be the real deep truth. Make popcorn. Make some popcorn. Make, don't burn your popcorn. Don't You'll burn be your happy. popcorn. Have, have some good joy. You've been awesome. This oh, has been you. so much fun. Now I really just want to go eat popcorn. Though. There you so go. My weekend is definitely gonna consist of some butter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. And I just, I, I loved watching you from afar. Like you know, YouTube all your stuff and like was so amazing by what you do and just your your raw and realness about relationships and everything you bring yeah. it's so incredibly i just like instantly connects but talking to you even more so like you're exactly the same like you're just extremely down oh, to earth you. and confident and i just think you're the perfect person to be talking to joy about because oh, you really you. are joyful I, so uh, I guess I am. You're a happy. <laughs> you seem like a very happy dude. Unless this is all a really awesome no. acting job. You are very <laughs> joyful. And so no, I'm just. No, no, no. I, I, yeah, no, I it's real. It seems very real. Yeah, yeah I, do my, I do my best to enjoy myself. Yes. Well, it's it's clear. And I'm just so happy to have you on this the podcast and just to hear a little bit about your story. And I just wish you nothing but the best and more and more small wins that lead to greater wins and celebrating all along the way yeah. as you eat popcorn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to eat popcorn and enjoy enjoy looking back on my memories. There you go. I love it. <laughs> well, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. <laughs>